0: Welcome to the Water Walkers podcast. Every Christ follower experiences moments like Peter when Jesus called him out of the boat to walk on the water. This podcast can encourage other leaders as they learn to follow the voice of Jesus as Peter did. Today, I'm excited to welcome a special guest and my friend Dee Brown from Little Rock, Arkansas. Dee has over 30 years of experience in engineering and business leadership. He co-founded Brown Engineers, an electrical, mechanical, and automation engineering consulting firm in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Dee does a great job of giving practical understanding to the kingdom business mindset. Dee is an experienced and successful business leader who really prioritizes God's kingdom, and he's very strategic and methodical about the way he goes about his business. He does diligent research in pursuit of finding the greatest impact. Dee also loves the local church. He serves as an elder in his church and as a board member of our City Church Network here in Arkansas, and he's constantly serving his community with great care and compassion. God has used Dee to encourage many business leaders in Arkansas, so I'm excited to get to share that encouragement with you today. I hope you enjoy this conversation. So welcome, Dee Brown. I am so thankful to have you on this podcast after even just the very first episode as I started to think about potential guests that I would want to have on the podcast, you were an early name on the list for sure. I have uh, like I, I mentioned in the introduction, just have the have had the privilege to see you work and see God work through you And uh, I, that story, your stories have really encouraged me and have encouraged other people across Arkansas as well. And so I'm just happy to get to be here with you. To share that with more people, and uh, and even just to give God glory for what He's done and what He's doing still uh, in your life. So it's my privilege to have you on here. Thank you for taking some time to jump in with me. Uh, and just as we get started with the conversation, we always start with the icebreaker question just to get the ball rolling and help people kind of get to know you a little bit. So the icebreaker question that we picked just to get started is: What animal do you most identify with, and why?
1: Well, thanks, Logan. It's great to be here. What animal do I most identify with? I, I think I would pick a bull. Uh, we, I had to think about that for a second, and I thought it was probably because we have some Red Devon cattle here at the ranch, and bulls can be very quiet, but yet strong, um, yeah. and so, you know, you have to pay close attention to those animals and for characteristics for, for breeding, what you want them to reproduce. You start to notice little details of muscle tone and body shape and what you plan for several generations down the line. I think those traits are you know extremely important. And it, the bulls also make me think of bull markets, which is what you want when when you see the markets moving up and to the right, kind of the opposite of what we're seeing right now. But uh, that would be my answer on the animal.
0: Awesome, that's a good answer. That's a very thoughtful answer, especially with the ranching that you do. That's kind of a fun thing. I think it took me a while of knowing you to even realize that you had <laughs> cattle. And eventually, when I finally got out to your house and saw. It's a little <laughs> yes, but what an awesome one. It's just like uh, all the things you do it always is blowing my mind. But mm-hmm. So the next question, what we were going to talk about is having done business for 30 years, you're 30 years in and you've seen some stories, you've seen some things, and uh, and you've gotten to interact with a lot of businesses and go through a lot of different situations. And I wonder if you could just explain uh, for those watching for their benefit, how you initially connected with God's heart for business and God's heart for your business, and uh, and maybe a little bit of that growth process of understanding that better?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I so appreciate that question, um, because, I, you know, as an engineer, I started out in a very technical-oriented uh, role with engineering and technology. You know, and over time, I began to see the importance of of like things like growing and scaling a business, and how that required more people, more talent to be able to do that, especially like-minded people who could help accomplish you know the task at hand, the project, the mission. Um, so over time, I began to look more into what what does human flourishing look like? What's God's purpose for business? Um, so that's always been a kind of an interest of mine. And especially when you start to apply how Christians throughout history have changed, they've, you know, improved culture for the good for everyone uh, and how creating jobs, you know, puts food on the table for uh, workers and families. And so God created all of that before the fall is a very good thing. But when we look at creation, fall, redemption, the restoration process, and sometimes I think we tend to focus on the fall of why things are broken, why are things so bad or the way that they are. I think the redemption that Jesus offers, uh, sometimes we fail to look at at the scope or the large mission uh, of what he's what he's doing there. And and if we could have the imagination to to know more about what what that restoration can look like today, uh, I think business goals and the way that God calls us into work actually fits into all of that. And so uh even in a very, you know, like I said, a technologically oriented world and continue to think about what how does all that fit together? What does that you know, what does that mean? You know, today we live in one of the most complex economic times uh, ever. This is global economy, yeah. supply chain issues, technology disruptors. And so we we do tend to rely on science and medical and technology to provide the next round of, of relief or, or what yeah. have you. And so. Someone who's been in the engineering world, I get, I I can see where it's very easy for us to rely on those things, but I re- remembered a quote from Doctor John Hanna. He said theology used to be the queen of all the sciences, uh, and so that's how people for hundreds of years thought about the world and and how we operate in that. But you know, today the culture wants to tell us that our faith is supposed to be well, just just personal and private. You know, keep that to yourself. Yeah. Bring that out into the public square. Um, and that's not how Jesus taught his followers to live. That's not that's now that's not how uh, Christians made a difference by hiding the light, they had to to live it out. And so I, I continue to think about how do we apply that even in you know modern business environments, it can be intentional and practical. And so, you know, that's just a little bit of a, kind of the history of how I, I've been thinking about that. Um, and I think one last point on that that's really important is we we all spend more time doing work than probably any other area of our life. Yeah. But yet we tend to look for meaning in life anywhere else but work. And so, hmm. like, how do we how do we reconcile those issues? How can we recover meaning and purpose in what we get to do on a on a daily basis?
0: Yeah. One of the things I appreciate about you, uh, and of course, as an engineer and probably uh, some of the people listening can already catch on to this. As an engineer, you are a very strategic thinker and thinking strategically about how business is positioned in the world to be useful for the kingdom of God and how God works and moves through business, that there is a connection there. And I've seen you demonstrate that with what you do. I've seen you teach on that Um, I've seen you really live that out, and it's one of the things I've so appreciated about you. Because of the way your mind is wired, as an engineer and a strategic thinker, it seems like God has really shown you a little bit. It's it's almost an expression of God's strategic thinking about business as a kingdom enterprise kind of thing. And uh, and I just really appreciate that. That's been a huge encouragement to me uh, over my years. And one of the things too that I think we all can learn from are those strategic thinkers who can see how business fits into God's kingdom strategy uh, as part of the broader kingdom and the broader church and the broader movement of God. Um, it's neat to see, too, that you've spent the time to really be diligent and growing in that and researching that and even walking that out in your own business and even and even what you've been doing lately. I know over over the years, God has stirred some specific passions in you, given you some strategic thinking, and uh, you've been recently kind of working toward a transition uh, that is going to position you to better pursue that passion and and kind of pursue this uh, this understanding that God has really deposited in you. And so I wonder, could you just uh, walk us through a little bit, again, 30 years of engineering and, and business and kind of the transition of kind of how that's playing out lately and how you're applying this wisdom?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier developing these healthy cultures in our work environment is something that can always intrigue me. And that's not an area that you really ever study in school, certainly not in a technical you know, trade like I'm in. And so it's, it's something you just develop by trial and error as you go. And I continued to think about how how can we as business leaders navigate these times, these cultural this cultural moment that we find ourselves in today? Uh, And so I was searching for, you know, better ways of doing that. What what tools are out there, what kind of networking and groups. And and that's when I came across this this thing called C12. And I just thought that was the perfect environment for it. It's it's a place where Christian CEOs and business owners can can work together really on on all aspects of life. Um, And you, you may not find that in other uh, in uh, you know other ki- types of secular business groups, you can get great business advice there, but where are you going to get to work on all the areas of life together? So uh, that's where I found uh, that working on those domains can really um, add so much to our business because going back to the culture question uh, that we we're talking about earlier. So that's, that's what C12's mission is to equip Christian CEOs and business owners to build these great businesses, but with greater purposes in mind. And so it integrates that culture by, Really satisfying some of our our deepest longings that um, we can do when we're doing work, and so that's where I felt God's calling uh, was for uh, stewarding uh, our business as well and helping other other business owners, you know, be able to uh, to do that. Um, so, uh, you know, if I could just share the C twelve doctrinal statement for a second, it's it's not a long statement. It's just, but it's yeah. really interesting when you think about, you know, the fact that we just say Jesus Christ is Lord. The whole Bible is wholly true. Um, God has an eternal plan for each believer's life, and that plan includes their business. And so nobody ever has a problem with those first three statements about Jesus' Bible and eternal plan. But when you say, but that plan includes their business, it almost stops some people in their tracks to go, well, what does that look like? That's really interesting. Um, and so that was that was one of the things that uh, you know caught my attention with C12, one of the yeah. largest Christian business networks in the country, with over 3,500 members. But those member CEOs and business owners employ about a million people, and wow. then with family vendors, business relationships, that's probably 10 million people impacted uh, by what uh, what C12 is doing around the country. Wow. But Logan, one of the interesting things to me was, uh, and so we, all of our neighbors around us, cities have hundreds of members there, but uh, that's one of the things that compelled me then to uh, to want to launch C12 here and and be, you know, a curator and one of the best providers of goods and services for our customers who want to create great working environments. Um, and I'll just share too, I think we don't want to prescribe what you do in your business. Uh, that's between, you know, and you and God, but but we are going to give you a thousand great ideas on how you yeah. can apply some of these things in in your business, and then uh, let you and God go work on that together. So that's the cool part of it.
0: Yeah, C12 is a fascinating ministry and resource for uh, Christian business leaders, and like you said, a massive network with thirty five hundred already involved and in places all across the country, and all these wonderful connections. Now. Again, you've had both a 30 years of experience of interacting with business leaders over the years, and you've got this network of now C12 people that you're involved with. Again, it's a, a network that uh, I, I greatly respect and really appreciate what they're doing. So I wonder in those connections and those relationships and some of the things that you've seen with uh, all the people you've gotten to interact with. What are some of the major challenges that you've seen for business leaders as they work to apply their faith at work?
1: Mm. Oh, man, there's so many issues that come to mind um, with that question. Um, you know, every everybody's facing, uh, there, there's a lot that's being asked of of owners. Uh, and some of that's just tend- tendency toward burnout and just overwork and all that goes with with running a business, but you're specifically asking about applying faith at work. And I, I think, man, the first couple of questions that come to mind are like, well, can we, can we do this? I mean, is this yeah. even legal? Uh, well, if it is okay, then won't this hurt the bottom line? Um, so you, those are natural questions that come into this question about you know doing like business and and ministry. How does that even work together? I didn't go into business uh, to be thinking about ministry. That's probably for some nonprofit out there, not for me. Yeah. Um, but when people begin to actually pause and think about how this works and what it means, um, you know they can can begin to understand um, some of the benefits of how this works uh, in their business, yeah. and it can actually be a wise business move. Um, and so, a couple things that come up, uh, you know, or how do I deal with the demographic shifts associated with the different generations that are coming to work today? You know, different age yeah. groups approach things very, very differently. Um, but I, I think the bottom line question we have to ask ourselves, what we wrestle with here, is how how will I develop a company culture with how I'm going to do that without addressing real meaning and purpose in people's lives? Yeah. So when we can begin to connect that, that real meaning and purpose is what drives culture. Um, that actually helps people succeed, and it really motivates yeah. them to want to be part of a larger team of doing great things together, you know, giving that little bit extra when we've got to hit this deadline or this project. Um, and so the meaning and purpose question is really what what we kind of have to get back to when we start asking these questions about faith at work.
0: Yes, that your business is connected to a greater purpose than just the spreadsheets you know some of those more monotonous parts of work (laughs) that's really insightful i appreciate that um so here's another question though uh with this same network kind of addressing that those same interactions that you get to have are there some neat examples of kingdom impact that you've seen
1: yeah, um, even in my last uh, six to twelve months of this new phase of my the journey that I'm on, um, it's been really encouraging to see hundreds, literally hundreds of case studies that we get to share as part of this um, larger network of C12 stories of both publicly owned and private owned businesses who've integrated faith in business, businesses wow. from five to ten employees, or a hundred employees, or even ten thousand employees. Wow. When we when we realize that we're really all in the people business, um, then at our our forums together, we really we see that that levels the playing field and we're all solving the same kind of problems together. So so a lot of those maybe I could just give you two really quick story examples of um, something that I think has been encouraging. First, Mm -hmm. one of those from Coca-Cola Consolidated Bottling Company over in Atlanta. Um, they developed an entire department within their company that's com- composed of their leadership team, their human resources and legal. And they really worked hard at developing their mission and vision. Uh, they call it their T-factor team or transformation factor team. Um, yeah. You can see that, look that one up online. When they worked on their mission and vision together and they came up with these four uh, criteria of honoring God, serving others, uh, doing everything with excellence, and then growing profitably. Um, and that's the values that they uh, put together. And they've actually published that in a book earlier this year. It's called The Transformation yeah. Fact. Um, and so, that's a fascinating uh, story uh, on how they, how they did that. Um, today, they're at 16,000 employees across um, 14 states. It's a phenomenal uh, story. And so, if you if you can figure out how to honor God while making soda drinks and growing a company of sixteen thousand employees, you know I yeah. think we can we can figure out how to honor God in our businesses as well. So it's a, it's a there's wow. a great. Story. Um, there's another one out there, a company called Polydeck. Um, they make they're a manufacturer of uh, screening equipment for the mining industry, and they have customers all over the entire world. Uh, their owner uh, reworked their mission, vision, and values, and he put it on. Uh, the employees on everybody's business cards, his included, but all the employees got new business cards and had their uh, mission, vision and values uh, written on the back of the card. And so when the sales team who operated on a commission basis and they feared the worst, like, oh, my goodness, how is this going to affect our our business to have these Christian values uh, written on our directly on the front our the back of our cards? Uh, And they literally even thought the owner must have lost his mind. This is not going to be a business idea. But as they processed that together in their team, they thought once they got over that initial fear of how this might impact their business, as they read and reread the card, they noticed something here. There was nothing on the card in Polydex Christian expectations of their customers or even their employees that all of those expectations and their mission, vision, values, they were directed at how Polydeck would perform. Mm. And so those core values was really a simple statement of how Polydeck was going to treat other people, both inside and customers outside the company. Uh, is a really fascinating experience. And so their story is also captured in a, uh, a book. It's called The, the Business Card. I happen to have that one sitting right here on my desk. Yeah. But uh, the business part is a really short story of their Polyde- polydeck story is really a good one because uh, it kind of helps people see some of the good and some of the bad of what they had to work through in that as they put their faith out there. But ultimately, the good, good that came from it in their story. So Coca-Cola, Polydeck, two great ones.
0: Yes, those are great examples. I actually had the privilege of participating in a T-factor. I've got a little Coke bottle from that with my name on it that I received uh, from that, that was a remarkable experience, and what they've done there is so neat. And then, if you if uh, you're listening to, to the podcast, uh, D actually had a copy of the book that he put on the camera, so you can actually see it in the video version. If you want to click in the show notes, or I might be able to uh, I might be able to include a link to that um, in the show notes on the podcast. But those are great examples: T Factor and Polydeck. Uh, awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Well, uh, before we get to the end of our time. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about C12. I, I love the resource that this is to business leaders, that so they can find it as a right fit for them. Uh, what would be some ways uh, that you would encourage people who want to explore a little bit more about C12? Yeah.
1: Well, it's almost like saying, you know, what kind of book would you recommend for me to just solve all my problems in business, it sure. would be so many answers there. It would be so broad, and and it would probably be vague, and may or may not connect with you. Sure, um, but but if I could imagine, if I could just share this, if I if we were sitting down together over a cup of coffee or tea, and I could really kind of better understand where you are in your journey with both your business and your faith journey, kind of what things are on your mind at this stage of life or a particular point in your business, then then it would in five or 10 or 15 minutes, it would be so much easier to be more specific and helpful in those answers. Yeah. But what I would, but what I would share, I think is this, this thought that's really been helpful to me. Um, and it's that my hope is, you know, being able to connect with folks is, is because of the depth of the tools of the processes is so large, just, just kind of keep these things in mind. Um, every leader needs, uh, three things. They need a page, a person, and a plan. Uh, a page uh, is a place to journal and reflect on what God's telling you as you steward and lead in the business and in the place of, of influence what, that God has given to you. Yeah. So that's a page. That's really just a, a place to begin to ask, what is, what is God telling you to do with that as you steward your business? The second is a person, um, and we're really a group of persons like the right peer group, um, and it's amazing what can happen if you have a third person that's uh, kind of interjected into a closed system. So you Mm -hmm. begin to get uh, peer advice and listen and ask questions together as you process. So having a group of Christian business owners and peers is an amazing uh, part of the process of what we do. So a paid person in a plan, the third one being a plan. And that's really a strategic plan, but maybe even more specifically one that's developed around a proven framework of business development so that you make sure you're covering all the aspects of your business. Yeah, uh, including your culture and your ministry options, of how you're how you're thinking about operating in the world. So that plan um, is really kind of an operating system uh, to make sure that you're looking across, um, you know, all of those areas of the business. And so a faith-based group like C12 helps develop that mission, vision, and core values that begin to guide you in those areas of. We include things like uh, finances, revenue generation, organizational development, operations management, um, as well as uh, business as ministry. Um, so there's other way, there are other systems out there that address you know all kinds of you know business things, but I, I really value what we're doing at C12 because of the meaning and purpose in life that drive and motivates uh, motivates us as, as humans to really promote human flourishing. So I, I my challenge would be to for you to think about those things and and uh, the only competition we have out there is the status quo. That's the thing yeah. we have to overcome. Is do I want to be a better leader? Can I be a better uh, husband, dad, uh, family member, and then how does that flow into my business and begin to say, okay, those same dynamics play out here, maybe in a larger setting, yeah. but in ways where, okay, I've I've got to get over the status quo and, and get engaged here and figure out what God's wanting me to do with that. So that'd yeah. be my encouragement for you would be a page, a person, and
0: a plan. A page, a person, and a plan. That is That is like gold to help people along their journey uh really appreciate that if you want i know people can reach out to you d brown i know you're on linkedin and but is there any other way if somebody wanted to grab a coffee or a tea with you and dive a little deeper into that you want to share for uh, people to be in touch
1: yeah i mean the Brown at c12forms.com is out there we're also pretty prominent on linkedin uh, there's also a c12 arkansas linkedin page you can see some regular updates there and then just the, joined, the website at joinc12.com so you can see where C12 Forums are um, in your area.
0: Yeah, so and me, if you're watching yeah. on the screen, I'll put dee.brown at c12forums.com and then that website joinc12.com. Uh, so that's great. Uh, Dee, I really appreciate you being on. Again, it's, it's always inspiring for me to get to hear from you and just the insight that you have as a strategic thinker and, uh, and just what the Lord has shown you and even the season that you're in right now and what is being built, even right here in Arkansas, a place where uh, C12 is really finding its legs and really growing. And so if you're in Arkansas, D is a great person to get in touch with and you can find him on LinkedIn. And then, like he said, join C12 if you're looking for other forums that might be in your area if you're outside of Arkansas. But I really, really appreciate your time, Dee. Uh, thank you so much. For for thank being part of this, any kind of parting comments or anything before we uh, wrap up? I just want to say thanks for what you're doing to give encouragement to
1: uh, faith leaders all across the spectrum, and uh, the encouragement that comes with that. Uh, your your books out there everywhere on uh, prayer, uh, prayer related to business work and things. So thanks for your servant leadership. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you, D. I appreciate it. You have a great day. All right. Bye now. As we wrap up, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please visit ServantLeaderNetwork.org to find more helpful resources for your leadership journey. And as always, don't forget to bring your waterwalking shoes.